Hello, all my Be In Demand listeners. Today, I have a treat for you, and you are not going to want to miss this episode. I am bringing on Julie DeLuca Collins, and she is the coach at Go Confidently Coaching. She's also got a podcast. She's written a book. She is a wealth of information. And we are going to be talking about how when she, before her online coaching business, how the business that she had, how she was known and she was known because of speaking, because every time you speak, people are getting to know you, like you, and trust you. You've heard me say this over and over again, so let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Lorian Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Julie, thank you so much for coming on this because I know that we're going to have a fabulous conversation because I've already got a list of things that I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm excited, Lorianne. Thank you for having me. This is so great to connect with you again. Yes. So, I know that, you know, like my audience doesn't know a, to- a lot about your background, but just give us like the cliff notes to mm. the preschool school to the corporate education company. Yeah. So um, I knew that I always wanted to help people and I came from a family of educators. And when I was sort of not able to figure it out, I thought I'm going to be a teacher. And I went to school for early childhood. I started to work at a preschool. I did pre-K and I loved it, but I was exhausted and really not a morning person. And you have to be really up and ready to like, you know, handle life early in the morning when you're a teacher. Um, And then I got the opportunity to work as the junior high youth minister in my church. And I loved it. I loved working with middle school. So people thought I was crazy because I enjoy working with the preschoolers, kindergarten, and then also the middle schoolers. They're a great age. But at the same time, I knew I wanted more, but I wasn't sure what that meant. And I was recruited by an educational company in early 2000. One, because I had the background in education, but I also had retail background. My, you know, going through school, I worked in retail and had had that experience. And I thought, well, this is an interesting thing. Um, I loved what I was doing. I was basically, um, it's a franchise company, but I was running one of their corporate centers, one of their corporate tutoring centers. And I took the worst performing center out of 40 in the corporate owned system into one of the top performings in a year. And really what I did is I asked one of the founders, I said, how do I do this? How do I make this successful? What is the secret? And she said, relationships relationships go and meet with schools meet with the teachers meet with the parents and of course as an extrovert relationships can very easily (laughs) meeting people it's not something out of the ordinary for me so i did that and and really that is one of the things that led me to have very um big success within the company in my first couple of years in there and then i was promoted um I, i had my first promotion i was promoted um six seven times in nine years i think i I started to calculate that and and certainly i was very lucky because my last role with that company 
I reported to both of the founders, the C, the CEO and the COO. So I learned how to be able to not only develop business, but run the business from both sides of the coin. And I think that a lot of people, you either go into development, sales, or into operations and running in and out. And one of the things that I'm really so fortunate is that I had that experience and I had the opportunity to represent this company um, in national stages in Capitol Hill to really advocate for education, which is something that I was felt very passionate about. I was recruited for another company, another educational company, and, and I loved what I was doing. I really loved, I really felt like, okay, this is this is what I'm meant to do. The one thing that kept coming up for me though is number one, I come from a family also of very strong women. My grandmother was a great influence in my life. And she um, felt very strongly to provide opportunities for women to empower women. And as an educator or in the field of education, again, we there's a lot of women. But one of the things that I kept hearing from my peers in the corporate side is that, oh, I wish I was as confident as you are. I wish I was as confident as, you know, you you are to get to what you're doing and look at all these things. And I just kept thinking, you know, I'm not that confident and I don't always have it together. And I think that this is the thing where many people, and even now, right, we look at somebody else's Instagram feed. We look at someone talking about what they're doing and where they've been, publishing a book, having this, and we don't realize that there's a backstory to everything. And that that backstory, um, sometimes it's not having it all together, but it's just doing the work despite of it. I all right, showing I'm, I'm going to stop you here because yeah. like, there, there's so much that I want to unpack here. Yeah, let's audience, do it. Let's just talk about this confidence because I mm-hmm. agree. People can look at me and say, oh, like that must be nice that you can mm-hmm. get up there in front of like walk on yeah. stage, you know, like speak on Zoom. Like mm-hmm. I don't have that, but I'm a reformed, painfully shy girl. And I tell people that because once upon a time, I couldn't even look people in the eyes to mm. talk to them yeah. and was able to teach myself. Now, mm. let's also talk about, um, I don't always feel confident, yeah, but I can tell my body to, you know, like, you know what, we're walking into this networking event. I'm going to stretch out my hand and I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet people. That's right. And it's almost like in the process of action, Mm. I remember, okay, I am confident. Yeah. The action and being in action is the thing that I call the antidote to the overwhelm. Because as you're walking into this big room with tons of people, we're focusing on, wow, there's a room of 200 people. What am I going to say to them? What what are they going to think of me? And we're in this thought loop that we're judging ourselves, we're, we're whatever it is, right? Or we're getting into our people-pleasing mode or into I'm going to control the situation or I don't know the unknown. But when you start to getting in action and you walk in and you stretch out your hand and say, hi, I'm Julie, I'm Ann. You're in action and it all of a sudden you begin that minute interaction that can help someone um, just kind of get out of the big picture loop, right? 
because you don't have to meet the 200 people in there. You're just having that one interaction. And by the way, we all know our name. We can say that. We can probably talk about where we live, how many kids we have, our dogs, all of that. That's a, and, and that's just what it is, is human interaction in a very minute level. But we make it mean that I have to be the life of the party in this big area when yeah. you don't. Not everybody can be the life of the party. No, and not everybody, not everybody wants, wants to have. Can you yeah. imagine if everybody walked into a room thinking, I'm going to be the life of the party? That would be a terrible party. It would be. Nobody would be paying attention to anybody or meeting That's anybody. That's right. That's right. So consumed with being the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Now, because I know that, and people who are going to read the show notes are going to know that you're also certified in tiny habits. I am. Um, this extent, and so what we were just talking about, the I know my name. Yeah. It's, that's almost like extending our hand saying, hi, I'm Julie, I'm Laurieanne. <laughs> like that's a tiny habit that almost that leads to a, another tiny habit, which is yeah. what brings you here? What brings you here? Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite phrases, by the way, and for, for the listeners, um, when you are stuck and you're not sure of what to say to somebody, I love to say, well, tell me more about you. Oh, like, if you say that to me, and I'm sure if I said that to you, you're like, well, what do you want to know? And I'll say, I don't know what what should I know about you, right? Yeah. That immediately puts someone at ease. And, and because that's the one thing that we can all really are experts on. Right, right, is ourselves. I also ask the question, you know, especially if you go to an in-person event and it says like, you know, like, Hey, like I'm a social media manager, Mm -hmm. I'm an accountant. What did you do before that? I love, I love hearing people's stories, which is why I was so fascinated with your preschool to corporate (laughs) to the online world, which we're going to get to. But I'm always so fascinated because I look back on my own path Mm -hmm. and, you know, like college healthcare, I never heard of being an entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. I'm, I just think people's pathways are so fascinating. They are fascinating. You know, Lorian, I've done the Camino de Santiago, which is a pilgrimage in Spain. And one of my favorite things about it is when you get to the end of the day, you typically get to whatever town you're spending the night, and then you end up meeting other pilgrims that have been on the road. But what happened to you today? What was your experience? And what was, we were all on the same road, right? But they could have seen different things, met different people, or the places where they stayed the night before, very different from yours. And that is such a rich experience. And that's what life is about. We are all on this road, but you're probably doing things a little different or experience things uh, from another perspective. And it's so fun to learn about everybody else's experiences. Oh, I did. I don't think we talked about you doing the Camino when we oh. first met, but that is on my bucket list, by the oh, way. Oh, well, join me. Join me. May. You're, you're doing it again in May? Ooh. So I've, I've been doing it in stages and uh, I was supposed to go back in 2020 to finish it. And of have, course, we know what happened. Yeah. But. I have a friend who does it every three years. Mm. every three years he goes and it's just like whoever wants to join him yeah yeah you know, that's like, that's on. what i'm going to be doing that's mm-hmm. what i'm good yep. for you yeah, so let's thanks. go back to how you asked for help 
Mm. Because that really sticks out to me. I think as entrepreneurs, we expect like, oh my God, I like, I have to do it all. And there's also that, what you also like alluded to about, you know, like making it look like I've got it all together, you know, mm. so you can't ask for, I know like myself and my beginning years, I, I was afraid to ask for help because mm. if I asked for help, then people would, you know, this was my thinking, they would judge me that I didn't know yeah. what yeah, I was yeah. doing, but I love mm-hmm. that you asked for help. Yeah. That was one of the tough lessons I learned in corporate. Um, and, and, you know, without going into a lot of detail, but I, I messed up badly and I should have asked for help before things went off the rail. But when I did ask for help, it didn't make me less competent. It didn't make me less um, capable. It just made me someone who understood her capacity. And we we end up not asking for help because we make it mean something about us. And we immediately begin to place the thought that other people may be having. And even if they are thinking, oh, my God, why? Why do the reality is as a good leader is understanding our capacity and empowering others to take on the roles that help them um, do the thing that they do best, right? Um, and, and for me, taking, and, and by the way, not perfect at all. There are many times in which in this entrepreneur role, I like want to do it all. But this is the thing that I go back to. If I am the CEO of my business, and this is what I teach my clients, it's not that you're not capable, able, or it's beneath you to do other things in your business. But when you are doing the thing, right, which many times could be, oh, I'm going to create my little content for Facebook on Canva. That one hour is the one hour that you're showing up as the admin in your business and not the CEO in your business. Because the CEO in a business delegate some of these tasks to people, not that because we're not capable or it's beneath us, but because our time and there's tasks as the CEO of our business that only us can do. I am the only person that can have a conversation with someone about working with me. If I am going to be on a show and I need to talk to someone in a pre-interview, I can't send my VA. I can't send anybody else other than me. So it's very important to begin to identify daily what are the tasks that actually move you closer to your goals and which are the tasks that you need to ask for help. Because listen, I can figure, I can do work on Excel, but that's not my area of expertise. And if I'm going to be working on Excel, I better allocate a few hours as opposed to someone that can do it faster and better than I can. Right. (laughs) That is so true. And you know, learning those skills, I think, from your from your corporate experience about, you know, like, what are the skills that I'm going to need to to be either be an employee or be a CEO <laughs> in my own company? And you yeah. doing graphics, that's being <laughs> an employee. That is being an employee. And, and again, there are valuable people in our team who can do that. 
but they're valuable people, not because, you know, that's like, and and this is the thing, like people think, well, what, I need to explain it to them. It's going to take longer to explain than me doing it. Yeah. But you're not placing yourself in a position for growth Mm -hmm. because as the tasks grow, you need to be able to expand to other things. And if you continue to do that, you're not giving yourself the ability to expand, to grow. And I know not everybody wants to grow, but everybody wants to be successful and make it work. And it's not going to continue to work because you will burn out. And that's what ends up happening to a lot, especially women, because we're juggling careers, we're juggling home, we're juggling uh, friendships, we're juggling everything husband's business mm-hmm. on my end. Yeah, same here. I handle the back end of his business. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. without having, you know, those boundaries mm. you know, and yeah. being able to ask for help. And even just telling him, you know, when he makes a request, um, you know, like here's what I can do and here's what mm-hmm. I can't do. Like, but I can right. do it you know, in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So good. So I, I'm, you're speaking my language for sure. Cause this happens here all the time. <laughs> so this brings us to a great, uh, talking about planning mm. because you, you, you know, like what's that phrase you either plan to fail or you plan to succeed, but you know, yeah. either way you're, we're always planning. Yeah, absolutely. And this is such a timely conversation. You know, um, my dad used to say perfect previous planning prevents problems. And then my, the company where I went to work for that, I reported to the CEO, um, he used to say, uh, perfect previous planning promotes peak performance. And I thought I can't escape this. Can I, and I had to learn, um, and, and, and really for people who know the disc or the Enneagram, I am a seven on the Enneagram. I am an I, a high I, high D equal both. And planning sometimes seems um, redundant. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I can't stay within the walls of planning. This is terrible. But the reality is that there is so much freedom when you plan. There is so much freedom in predictability and scheduling and I love the plan because not every day do I get up and do I feel like doing the thing, right? Mm -hmm. However, when I have a plan, it is so much easier to just go back and say, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Today is Tuesday. Tuesday, I, I, I have clients in the afternoon, in the morning I record, and in the evening, I have some downtime, right? So if I wanna fit, um, a, you know, visiting a friend or doing something, I can do it on Tuesdays because my plan says I can, and it's open. Um, I love this. Uh, first of all, I'm a in the disc, I'm a capital D, a bull. <laughs> with a medium size eye, or maybe it's just okay. not that bold, but I am yeah. also a seven, but my, just like what you said, my human design is, um, mm-hmm. is a manifesting generator. So me too. When it, this is why we get along so well. This is why we get along. Exactly. <laughs> I'm usually that person who's like, Oh, this sounds like a good idea. Let me yeah. run with it. Yeah. But I, I so see the benefit of planning because mm-hmm. just like you said, you know, exactly when you can go see a friend, you know, mm-hmm. exactly when you're recording your podcast, it almost takes the, I, what I tell my clients, it takes the emotion out of, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here thinking, cause like I record my podcast with guests on Tuesdays. I don't think, do, am I going to feel like it that day? Maybe it's just, just like, know. Who, cares? Yeah. who cares if I feel like it or not? I'm, this is just what I'm doing. Yeah. 
It, you know, the, the plan and, and, and here's the thing. Um, every, every year I end up doing, um, I end up doing, you know, a, a specific thing with my clients. I call it the CEO retreat in which we go through and we plan out the year. We plan out what we're going to be doing. And then we break down the plan and, and the goals into specific actions and so specific things that we need to get done, that we need to from day to day. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we love the freedom that our business brings us. However, that freedom really is it comes from us knowing what needs to be accomplished you know when we work for corporate there's specific targets and strategy and things that need to get done as an entrepreneur we don't have somebody else telling us hey that marketing plan starts today that campaign but we need to plan for it we need to plan for all these activities that actually create um, traction and can help us uh, move forward there's so much freedom in having a plan, a schedule. I have a client who is a money coach and her thought leadership is it's money mindset and money management. She's like, so many mm-hmm. people think that budgets are restricting. She goes, when actually they're very freeing. And very this is freeing. because you've already, pl- a budget is a plan for your money. Yep. You know yep. exactly where the dollars are going. Yeah, you know? indeed. And when we, I love that, I love that so much. And when we plan our day, plan our year, when we plan our year, mm-hmm. it makes it so much easier to plan our months. Yeah, for sure. And plan your weeks and mm-hmm. your days and your days. You know, I have theme days and I think that this is something that, again, I'm working out the kinks. But in, in the last year or so, it really has helped me a lot. It has helped me really be able to focus on what I need to focus on. Um, Monday is my admin CEO day is the day in which I go through and I do take some appointments. I do some networking on Mondays, but really just go back and look at what is, you know, so I, I actually am looking in the side because that's where I have my little plan. Um, I keep my January goals up in the screen and I go through like, what are these things? What did I say in December sometime that I needed to accomplish because my I have a yearly plan. And although this these are like specific tasks, it, it focuses me and people don't realize that it's very important to break down that yearly goal into the chunks that you can manage on a daily basis. Yeah. And one of the things I tell clients is like, give it a shot. Yeah, for sure. Give it a, like you don't even have to plan out the entire year. How about just like three months? Yeah. Give it a shot and see what happens. If it doesn't work for you, you can either fine tune it or you can go back to your old ways, which Mm. weren't getting results anyways. Yeah. Have you heard of the book, The 12 Week Year? I have heard of it. I have not read it yet. So good. Highly recommended. It is Say why, um, for everybody who hasn't either heard of it or read it. Yeah. So, so, you know, the, the 12 week year, one of the things that it really forces you to do is to really take your year and plan it into those manageable chunks. So I'm, I have a goal for the year, right? But let's break it down into the quarter. 
and you come up with these are the things that I want to accomplish this quarter like and, and then there's two different types of metrics when we're measuring progress because you have to drive your progress through the data that you collect right there is a leading metric and there's a lagging metric most of us entrepreneurs think that hey if I'm making this kind of money this is a good metric to to track but that tracking your income for instance is what we call a lagging metric and that's where the the book refers to it as well the lagging metric is something you really can't control you know you can't control you can send an invoice you can decide to do xyz but what you can really control is the action so the leading metrics are the ones that you can control how many sales calls are you going to have how many proposals are you sending out how many videos of content are you putting out on social media how many podcasts you're going to be on right all of that tracking all of these numbers are eventually you know putting your name out there or i'm going to reach out to 10 people today that you know had inquire about my service right maybe your lagging metric is that you're going to get x amount of revenue but the leading metric of reaching out to 10 people is what's going to drive that lead, that lagging so the the that totally and you know what is it right it's for, for each goal you create your four step action plan and then the most important thing is you um, evaluate at the end of the week so for instance for me and I don't do it at the end of the week I do it on Mondays I go through and I'm like what did I do last week that were the four or five items that I needed to get done and grade myself so if I have one goal I break it down into five steps and then for each of those five steps is a 20 percent so did i show up at a hundred percent and i don't always show up at a hundred percent but i'm looking for excellence not perfection i'm looking if i'm at a 20 percent in the actions that i needed to take to get my goal then you know what maybe i'm not at, i'm maybe a little mediocre maybe i'm a little needs improvement and and these are the things that the book really talks about and it really has helped support that process for me and here comes that mention of it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to be imperfect, but it's the knowledge is the power. And 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 again, to tie it back into tiny habits, if you show up at a 20%, it's not about beating yourself up. Oh my God, I'm terrible. I'm a 20%. No, I'm a 20% and have the opportunity to be at a 25% and not a zero because I started at zero. Yes. I started at zero and my gosh, I'm at 20%, good for me. Yay. And I have 10 more weeks in this 12 week period that I can continue to shoot <laughs> from there, right? Bro, I'm thinking of, um, I think it was last summer, uh, how I really embraced my imperfection was, <laughs> uh, we have a tractor and my husband <laughs> have it transferred over from the snow plow to like in time. And I was like, like, all right. So I'm the exercise enthusiast in the house. So I was like, fine. I was going to use the push mower. We have a big lawn and he came home and saw how I mowed the lawn. He was like, you know, you're supposed to overlap. Like you literally could see <laughs> tall grass everywhere. <laughs> I was like, it's done. <laughs> It's yeah, done it's, and it got it, him. <laughs> and that's the thing, Lorian. We all start as beginners at everything. And we need to um, give ourselves the grace that it's not always going to be perfect. Mm. That it's that we are going to fail and that the failure is not a designation on us, right? It's it's actually a um a roadmap for improvement. It's a roadmap to learning. It's really the first step in learning. 
It really is. So in planning, one of the things that I see in the online space, because I see a lot of people who say, oh yeah, I want to like get into speaking. Like I'm ready to get into speaking. And then like, I'll go to their website and it's like, there's no speaker page. Yeah, yeah. You don't even say speaker in your bio. And I find that a lot of times people are not planning speakers or planning to be guest experts or on podcasts, they're expecting things to come to them. (laughs) They're like, well, when it comes to me, like I'll be ready. (laughs) Like it it doesn't work that way. No, for sure. And, 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 you know, and again, we see the people who are speakers and we think I want that. But what did they do? They clear their calendar. They they hone in their skills. They went to Toastmasters. They maybe wrote their signature talk, whatever it is. But there was a lot of work. They didn't just decide one day, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful at it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, It you know, definitely is baby point. steps. And I remember saying to a coach when I wanted to get more into speaking, And I had just made the decision. I just said, well, I'm going to get ready to be ready. Mm -hmm. And I was crafting a couple of presentations so that if somebody did call me to say, hey, our speaker dropped out that we had planned for, let's just say like the following week, can Mm -hmm. you fill in? Yeah. And I'm able to say yes, like even the day before, you know, as long as my calendar is open, but I can (laughs) say yes to that because- I have a couple of talks mm-hmm. yeah, all ready to go. And if anything, what I want people to really understand when you are ready like that, you are wearing your red cape is what I call it mm-hmm. for the meeting. Love it. Because mm-hmm. they need to have a speaker. And if somebody drops out for whatever reason, it can be weather, it can be illness, it can be a family emergency, you know, and they need to fill the slot. If they know that you're, if they know that you're an available speaker, mm. they're going to reach out to you. Yeah. You're saving the day. And guess what? People are going to speak so highly of you. So really, mm-hmm. like, I'm just, I don't know. I can't, I can't, you know, stress enough, like plan to be the speaker. Yeah, for sure. Step into the role and, and be willing to, and here's the thing too, that happens. A lot of coaches and I, you know, many of the clients that I work with, they, they want to be coach. They want to be a coach. Yet they don't tell people they're a coach. Yeah. They don't like they don't talk about it. I'm like, how do people find you? Like I, you know, if you have this and by the way, we can probably spend another hour in the conversation because many individuals don't want to sell themselves and the sales is such a dirty word to people, but it really is about providing value to somebody else. And when you're giving them, whether um, your keynote as a speaker or your service as a coach or your product as as a product maker, someone needs that or wants that. And you're doing them a disservice by not offering it to them if it's gonna solve something for them, if it's going to do something for them that they're looking for. And, and in speaking, we're, we're putting a lot of content out there that maybe someone didn't hear or maybe has heard, but you're hearing it from you in a different way because only you can provide that message in your uh, spin, in your way. And that's what people are looking for. You know, the content is, is not new. The, the, the concepts, we, we talk about things that people have been talking about for a long time but never have Mary, Lori Ann and Julie talked about it. Yep. Right? 
in that's the difference in the kind the way that we're delivering what we're delivering what's that phrase when the student is ready the teacher will appear yeah for sure it's like suddenly it just it all makes it just all makes sense it just all makes sense yeah it could be your story the way that you tell Mm. the story it just it 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 hits somebody in a different way and they finally take action but getting out there and and sharing our stories and you know this whole thing about being imperfect Mm. you know willing to we all start somewhere i had a friend who she wanted to start a youtube channel and she wanted to wait until she had like hundreds of videos to tell people about (gasps) no she was like but what will my clients think like they'll just think that you're starting out and they yeah. don't have to watch a hundred videos to get caught up. They'll be like, Oh, the great yeah. is five. I can watch five. I can watch five and really become your super fan and your advocate. Yeah. And tell other people about it. So we all start with yeah. one. Yeah. You know, I I started with my first speech. Mm, I started with my first Facebook live, Mm. which came after being a professional speaker. And I always tell people this, you know, I should, uh, I should make sure that I link it up in the show notes because I want people to go watch how flat and lack of personality. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And people don't realize that again, um, even with the podcast, you know, I go back and I listen to my first few episodes and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Uh, yet, you know what? <laughs> they were very successful. People listen. And the people that started to listen grow with me. Yeah. They they have grown. And the people that have been listening from the beginning are fervent advocates, promoters, friends that share the show, that that love the growth. And and that's we, we need to involve people into our journey because people promote and support what they help to build. Yes. Yeah. That is um, so true from my leadership days. Instead of, um, you know, how companies believe in having like, here's our mission statement. Mm-hmm. I used to tell, you know, um, clients that I worked with, you need a mission statement for your team. Yeah, absolutely. And I would tell them like, don't create it for them, create it as a group because a group. you get so much buy-in. Mm, how absolutely. To create that and do their part for the better all of the company. Yeah. But the same thing that just like take people along on your journey. Yeah. It's beautiful to be able to do that. And again, it's it it's something that people feel going back to what we've talked about, people feel like, oh, what if they think less of me because I'm showing my my cracks in the foundation or but people will people will support you and will say, oh, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. And think about the people who we relate to the most. They're the people who are they're ever the overly used word lately is authentic, but it's true. Mm-hmm. That resonates. Because then then we feel like more connected to them. And being authentic knows who you is knowing who you are. Knowing who you are, absolutely. And one of the things, like I got a a question recently about how to sound less scripted mm-hmm. when she was doing um, her lives, and I said to her, I said, Here, "Here's what I tell my clients to do: like we decide yeah. 
Like one of the foundational things that we do together is you decide Mm -hmm. what kind of speaker do you want to be? Right, right. And this like really comes from my leadership days because I would find too many leaders trying to figure out like how to move up in the company. And that was, well, let me do what they're doing. Well, yeah, no, that's yeah. their style. You that's need to have their your style. style. And as a speaker, I believe you need to come out with like, what is your style? Mm-hmm. Remind yeah. yourself of what those three words or three short phrases are constantly. So mm-hmm. before you hit the go live button for Instagram, for Facebook, for LinkedIn, remind yourself of what those three words are. Yeah. And be those words, like, because that's your authentic self. Absolutely. And, and if I were trying to be this this person and have that kind of business and do it just like they're doing it my business would fail because i am not that person that's not my even you and i who have very similar personalities when it comes to the disc when it comes to the to to the human design when it comes to the enneagram the reality is that our flavor is very different because it is infused with our experiences it is infused with our values and those are the differences that can make somebody Right. Think about even brands that we see out into the world. We have, you know, we, we, we can have a Nike or we can have a Reebok. What are the two differences? Well, the people that started them are very different people and their journey was very different and their experiences and what they valued and what they felt needed to be important in that was totally different. So be okay with being unique. Be okay with being who you are and infusing your system infusing your way of doing things because that's what's going to attract your people it is this has been a fabulous conversation and there's so much more that i want to dive into so i've got a feeling that you're going to have another second appearance on the be in demand podcast i would love that it is so fun to be here Uh, laurianne what a what an incredible host thank you so much for hosting me um your listeners are incredibly fortunate to have you guide them through this process of being in demand and learning and growing and putting themselves out of the world. Thank you. Thank you. And for my listeners, would you please tell them where they can follow you, learn from you and all that good juiciness? Absolutely. So I am Julie DeLuca Collins and that's DeLuca with two C's in all of the platforms. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, I believe. <laughs> um, definitely I'm hanging out more in Facebook, Instagram. Those are my two. And then of course you'll see the TikToks that appear from time to time. And my podcast is Casa de Confidence and my website is goconfidentlycoaching.com. Wonderful. And I know that you have a freebie yeah. to offer the audience. Absolutely. Tell them about that and what it is. Absolutely. So my uh, best gift to you is to help you in creating those tiny habits that make a difference, help you show up consistently to build your confidence. So to participate in the five day, which is free, you can participate in a five day uh, coaching of tiny habits. It takes less than five minutes a day for five days and you will create the habits that will help you be successful. You can go to goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash quick links and you will see the link in there for tiny habits five-day challenge and that will be down in the show notes as well so julie thank you so much for taking some time out today and 
listeners. Thank you for being here. And as always, be in demand. I love it. Thank you, Lorianne. Well, that's a wrap on another episode here with the Be In Demand podcast. And if you feel like I want to start speaking, but if you feel like you have to be perfect, I want to encourage you to get rid of that, um, that perfect jacket that you might be wearing. Get Book a call with me. Let me talk to you a little bit more about what it's like. The speaking world can be very elusive and you, people are constantly wondering like, what is the secret to getting booked? I have a couple of different offers. I have a couple of different programs ranging from free to fee, and I will help you decide what's the best one. So you can book that call with me at chatwitha.com. And until then, be in demand. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.